Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay, joined just by Troy today. It's not NXT UK, just normal NXT. How are you, mate? <laughs> I'm good, man. It's a stressful day, but this is a nice break away from stuff, a nice release. Talk about some good wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we do talk about that, where can people find us on social media to um, tell us what they thought of the show or how wrong they thought we were? <laughs> we're never wrong never wrong <laughs> uh, on Facebook at Untitled Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod awesome should we get straight into it then mate let's do it mate let's dive in yeah. um, so show starts with a um, they, they really did a good deal a good job of making um, Santos Escobar and Crossfield like a a really big match and I like felt huge like you yeah, wouldn't be wrong um, thinking oh it's like a, a takeover match I, I get the impression maybe it was cut from takeover do you reckon possibly because it was quite a big feels it felt too then, big for just a weekly show didn't it yeah when did they announce it was uh, no DQ as well I uh, don't... like very recently I think as in like yeah. maybe a few days before because I certainly don't I, remember I it no being... no nah. <laughs> Like, last week when they were talking about it, I think... Was it last week it was meant to be on, or the week before and they'd cancelled Last it? week it was meant to be on, and they cancelled yeah. it. and there was no talk of it being no DQ then. So, within no. seven days. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, show opens with Scarlet, like, reading the tarot cards, it reca- recaps the feud, um, makes it feel... as Again, makes it feel like it's been going a lot longer than it has as well. Not mm. just that big deal, but... Um, it's only had... Yeah. What a three-week build, three of that, yeah, yeah. But this, not even this feels, yeah, feels massive. It's it's weird as well because you think, well, Escobar's cruiserweight champion, and that didn't even factor into the equation. And just from out of nowhere, it was suddenly, well, carrying cross is fucked off with you. So <laughs> yeah. here's this, and yeah, yeah, like I say, it felt like it had been building for for much, much longer than it actually had done. Yeah, it certainly feels like the trying to kind of groom um, Santos for like bigger and better things in the Cruiser division. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's bigger than the Cruiserweight division. I remember we spoke about this a while ago, actually, um, and saying as good as he is as Cruiserweight champion, he doesn't need that belt. He also doesn't need to be in the Cruiserweight division. Like he's a standout Mm. enough as it is. And I thought, and obviously we'll we'll get onto it later when we talk about the match, but it felt like they were kind of propping him up to kind of come away from the cruiserweight division. The they spoke about it on commentary. Um well when we get to the match we'll go into it a bit more, but they yeah. spoke about it on commentary a lot about how oh well clearly he can hang outside of the cruiserweight division. Yeah. They, they yeah. a lot of a lot of foreshadowing. That's um, it, yeah. There was a lot of stuff that happened before that, so let's get into that. Um because the opening match was fantastic. Uh, Johnny got versus Dexter Loomis. Um, I'm always before, happy whenever Dexter's in the ring. I, I want to see these guys go at it every week because their <laughs> chemistry was like incredible. Yeah. Um, so before they go out to the ring, the way of discussing if uh, Austin should go out, and Austin's like, 
oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'll, I'll be fine. Um, but then on the entrance, he misses the high five. You can tell he's not like, he's not, he's not all the way with us. Um, oh, that was so funny because he goes through, he does it on the wrong side and then he realizes and he looks absolutely distraught by it and really deflated. And then he sort of does it again. He's like, oh, no, like, unsung hero of this match as well was Indy Hartwell because their reaction yeah. to it behind him was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, looking, I'm like, what are you doing that for? Um, <laughs> what was the what was the thing? The um, oh, um, at the start as well, they had the hands in the middle and did like a high five thing. Yeah. And Johnny said, "That's the way I like it." <laughs> and it was like, oh, that should be a song. <laughs> <laughs> just, just little shit like that. Um, the match itself, Dexter. Spends the early part of playing mind games with Johnny, like he he crawls under the ring, and then Johnny's looking for him, and Austin goes, "I found him. He's behind you." And then Johnny turns round, and he's like, he just looks like really <laughs> fucked off with Austin for most of the match as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he stalks Gargano outside, like out of the ring. Gargano drives Loomis into the apron and mount, like mounts on him with punches, and then Loomis tosses Johnny into the apron. Uh, the way he tries to distract Dexter by like. So, like, Austin goes to do something and he kind of freezes when Dexter looks at him. Candice is then primed to do something, but Indy distracts him and then she decides she fancies him. That was um, it. <laughs> yeah. She, like, kind of stops and, like, gets all giddy and, like, She stops. Like, she's, she's like, call me, and then kind of skulks off to the yeah. side of the ring. <laughs> yeah, like, fluttering her eye, eyelashes at him as well. Um, <laughs> and then Candice just looks really annoyed and, like, hit, tries to hit Hurricane Rana. He ca- Dexter catches her, puts her on the apron, and Johnny baseball slides like through Candice's legs. Uh, but it was really well timed that as well. It was all really um, fluid. It was good. Yeah. Uh, then like back from the break, you just see that Indy's like infatuated with Loomis now, and Candice's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Loomis ends up uh, fighting, like, fighting back from Johnny's um, assault. Assault. There was a really cool spot where Johnny goes for that like ro- uh, roll up where he goes for the kick. And Loomis oh, yeah. ducked the kick and they were both just staring at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Gargano like just like dived on him and tried to lock in the Gargano escape and Loomis rolled through and put him in silence. Um, again, a lot of like really cool back and forth spots. Um, Johnny gets Austin to slide a chair in. Loomis puts his foot on it and like looks down Johnny and Johnny just kind of like panicked. He then, he then fakes a knee injury and as the ref's checking on him, he gets off. Austin to hit Loomis with a chair, but Austin hesitates. Loomis then throws Gargano into theory and uh, locks in silence for the win. Really, really great, fun great match. This. Yeah, um, I love this. The, the dynamics really... of it in and out of the ring were, were superb. Like everyone played their part brilliantly in this. And like you say, yeah. the bit, the interaction earlier where all of them were involved was so fluid and it was just, you couldn't take your eyes off it, whether it was in ring or out of the ring. Really, really fun match. Yeah, some. Sometimes when there's that many moving parts within a match, you kind of think like worry it's gonna sort of distract you from one specific part of it, but everything mm. kind of worked well in unison That's unison it. with the way and Loomis. Yeah. We've um, said that a few times where they clearly want to draw attention, whether it's in NXT, NXT UK, wherever. Um, and we noted it more recently on NXT UK where they clearly want to draw attention to something or someone like going on outside the ring, but they then kind of tread that path and sometimes go too far the other way where they put too much focus on it and it attracts away from what's going on in the ring and this really found that perfect balance and everything played into each other really well yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if this led to um, 
I don't know. It's weird they were teasing on commentary that there's going to be like a multi-man match at some point. Mm. Like Loomis, Bronson Reed, Kashida, who all have said they're after Johnny. Yeah. Um, ladder match. I, I feel like we've not had a ladder match for a while. Not since the last um, the last time they crowned an NXT uh, North American champion. No? Was that the first time they crowned it? No, no. When did the, Keith did... Lee, um, when Keith Lee relinquished. Oh, it, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did the ladder match for that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that feels like the last one actually. Mm, for for the for that belt anyway, or like a multi-person one. Obviously, they've mm. had like the the war games ones and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Or the other thing I thought they might go for is a cage match with Gargano and Loomis, just because no there's that, there's that much outside interference, and Johnny yeah. was doing like using a lot of sort of like distractions to try and like get the upper hand on Loomis, so mm. that would kind of like neutralize all that. I'd you, like to see. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, you can see that Regal's getting more and more pissed off with Johnny's shit every week. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see, at some point, I think it'd be quite amusing, some sort of gimmick match like they did with Cameron Grimes. Like a cinematic kept, one? Yeah, a cinematic one. Because That'd be pretty good. The, the dynamic that they had just in and around the ring, like the way Anne Dexter was hilarious, but put that in somewhere where they can really play about with it and cut to different angles and you know pre-record stuff. I think they could make that hilarious and a lot of Even, fun to watch because of the kind of the comedic style that that Johnny and, and the way have and you, all the stuff where he's at home with Candace and stuff was so so funny put that into something say, with Dexter they could even do it in like like a home invasion thing where Dexter breaks in the house like a serial <laughs> yeah. killer but he's still the face yeah yeah, um, <laughs> yeah definitely definitely be up for that um we then get uh, one of the first first of many times we do this throughout the night where Regal's like in the car park looking to see if Santos has arrived yeah um, obviously to kind of like play up the whole he's going to strip him of his title if he doesn't show up mm-hmm. um, we then get a really really good video package for MSK oh uh, this is looking, awesome yeah if you didn't love MSK and think they were awesome baby faces before this now you fucking definitely do yeah um, they, they're looking back on the Dusty Cup in their career they talk, tell you a little bit about themselves I, I don't really want to go too much into it because I feel like it kind of it's worth people just checking it out if they haven't seen absolutely. it absolutely yeah go watch it anything I say wouldn't do it justice at all uh, it's only like yeah it's only like a three four minute video it's on the YouTube um, it just really kind of tells a little bit of backstory to MSK and again just shows how, how awesome and likeable they are yeah, um, yeah it then goes to Mackenzie about to interview them before they can say two words Grizzled young veterans come out, <laughs> and uh, Zach Gibson breaks Wesley's hand with a chair. Oof. And Wesley's selling on that was incredible. Yeah, um, Ash Carter, where James Drake's just holding and making him watch, his selling was incredible. <laughs> I get the impression these guys are going to be feuding for quite some time. Yep. And yep. I'm not upset I'm about not, it. Yeah, the, so I'm not upset about that. That takeover <laughs> match was fantastic. So, yeah. yeah. More of that. Um, oh, yeah. Then we got. Um, it shows, uh, oh sorry, Tyler Rust enters with Malcolm Bivens. It then shows uh, Leon Ruff getting checked on the, by the trainers after Swerd's vicious assault last week. Um, <laughs> Malcolm Bivens in the background <laughs> pops up from behind like a fucking physio bench, <laughs> like a little meerkat. <laughs> and he's just got this big grin on his face and he's like, oh, Leon, uh, I hope Swerd didn't beat you up too much. Um, do, you, do you want to match with uh, Tyler Rust? And Leon just takes the bait and goes, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Um, <laughs> it's, kind of, 
it's kind of a throwback to last week where, and I hope this is a reoccurring thing where anyone who's had like an attack or been hurt, that Malcolm Bivens just shows up in the trainers room the next week and is like, oh, 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 oh you here. match. The, the, the <laughs> one with Kashida last week where he was literally sat on a chair with a newspaper <laughs> covering his face and pulled it down. It's fantastic. Um, all the Malcolm Bivens, please. He's, he's incredible. Yeah. So funny. Um, yeah, so Tyler Russ comes out, Bivens then cuts a promo and he's talking about like how success is about opportunities and Tyler Rust's going to take advantage of Leon Ruff's uh, injuries from Swerve Attack because he's a diamond in the rust. He's, he's desperate to get he's that over. Fuck, he wants that over, doesn't he? I, I love it, though. <laughs> I think it adds like, like sort of cringe years. Yeah. <laughs> so Leon Ruff enters. He's got like a new sort of backdrop now, hasn't he, where it's fireworks going off? Yeah. Um, his entrance music as well. Absolutely. I was going to say, yeah, it's awesome. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah, uh, as he's doing like the bit where he hangs on the rope on his entrance, oh. Swerve just annihilates him with a big just boost. Fucking bells him right in the mush. <laughs> yeah, beats the shit out of him again, holds his face on the uh, announce table saying he's going to beat him up till he gets like the opportunities that Ruff's getting. He and says then he something. Drive. Sorry, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, he definitely drives him into the apron. Yeah. He, says, he says something about promos, like he's like, oh, I don't get a chance to do promos or... Something, something about promos, and that's like when he's got his head on the announce desk. Yeah, it's vicious. I just, I, I, I love, just love this heel swerve. He's just yeah, awesome. That's exactly what I was about to say. He's like, really, an, he good. comes across like an absolute scumbag. Yeah, that you just you want to hate, and he's doing <laughs> a really good job of like making it by by targeting Leon Ruff as well. It's like the perfect person for him to like mm-hmm. really draw the ire of the fans. I love it. I think yeah, he's yeah, some excellent work. Um. In the ring, as the refs are checking up on Leon Ruff, in the ring, Malcolm Bivens just raises Tyler Rust <laughs> and accepts the win by forfeit. Uh, again, brilliant stuff with them as well. Um, it then shows us um, William Regal approaching Zoe Stark, who made a debut last week, um, and he says he wants to see her in a non-title match against Io Shirai, and uh, she she then um, it kind of transitions to a backstage. And there was apparently there was technical problems on this. I got yeah. I thought it was just when I was watching it. Um, there was some issues with with the, the, my internet connection, but no, it was actually technical yeah, problems out, where fucked. <laughs> yeah, it, where it cut out and like from a promo to EO walking to the ring. Um, commentary then bring up the Kyle Riley's going to be out four to six weeks after Adam Cole did a bit of a murder on him, and then <laughs> we get the first of many of my favourite bits of the show, as as they have been the last couple of weeks. Rich boy Cameron Grimes, he's, watch, <laughs> he's watching on an iPad um, the million-dollar man doing the basketball thing with the little kid where he kicks the ball out. He takes, he goes over to some guy and he says, dribble this basketball ten times, you'll win $1,000. Guy just does it dead easy and he looks dead confused. <laughs> Why didn't it and work? And then the guy says... <laughs> The guy said, "Oh yeah, well, the million dollar man used to kick it, get Virgil to kick the ball out." He's <laughs> like, like, I should have watched the rest of the video. Yeah, <laughs> and then he and then he says, he says, um, "This isn't over, DiBiase." <laughs> Ted DiBiase I, trying to make Cameron Grimes look stupid. I really want DiBiase now to turn up on NXT. Show him how it's oh done. God, that would be amazing. <laughs> I, I, I want like some kind of like feud with him and DiBiase. Obviously, yeah, yeah. DiBiase can't wrestle. 
Or DiBiase well, just ends up being his mentor or something. Yeah. <laughs> How to spend your uh, money properly. <laughs> uh, either way, amazing. Um, yeah. I'm loving loving this new gimmick for Cameron Grimes. He's yeah, so man. funny. His comedic time is brilliant. Uh, we then get uh, Io Shirai versus Zoe Stark. Um, Zoe Stark, Stark music. Oh. Zoe Stark's music. I can't remember it. It's just heavy as fuck. Just slaps hard. I'll, give I'll it a listen. To, I'll have to go back and listen because yeah, it's quality. I get that. I, I have a feeling I may have missed their entrance. Oh, okay. Uh, it was when there was all like the messing around with the uh, things. So I was like, ah, fair fast dues. forward and trying to get back to various parts. But yeah, um, <laughs> she goes right after uh, Io Shirai straight from the bell. Io fights her off. Uh, she she scouts the tiger faint kick and blocks it. But then I, as she goes to dive on Io. Eo kind of blocks that with like a kick. Mm-hmm. Um, she knock Stark knocks Eo off the top rope to the outside and takes control, but misses a four fifty splash. And then they both go for a crossbody, both down. Um, gets a little bit more offense in, and then kind of all Eo from there. Eo yeah. hits a tight thing kick, missile drop kick. Um, top rope hurricane runner and like that double underhook backbreaker she uses. Mm-hmm. Double knees, moonsault wins after the match. Uh, Eo shakes hands with Zoe Stark. And then friend of the podcast, Tony Storm, comes out, says um, EO will face anybody but her and basically kind of accuses EO of dodging it because she knows she couldn't beat her. Um, EO then says any place, anytime, anywhere. And Tony says, talk to Regal. And it gets announced later in the night that two weeks' time we'll get in that match. <coughs> I think Tony's <coughs> taking that belt. What do you reckon? They've built it up now to a point where if she doesn't, It'll damage it too much. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to hurt Eo too much to lose the belt after like a what, like nine months reign. True. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure they've done enough with Tony yet for that to happen. That's not to say that she wouldn't make mm. a good champion, but I just feel like she's only been back kind of five minutes. She's had what two matches. She was in. She was in, in the dusty. Games. She was in War Games. She was in the Dusty Cup. And she had the triple threat at takeover. It's kind of it. She hasn't been on like yeah. a tear up to be like I'm number one contender. She's mainly been attacking people, hasn't she? Mm. But then with her, with the way her character is, and obviously they keep making a big point of how she was like a May Young Classic winner. Yeah, and she NXT she UK beat Rhea champion. for the NXT UK title. Yeah. Uh, so with that, it wouldn't necessarily feel like out no, of place yeah. if. She- Winning, yeah. I don't. Um, know. I ju- I just feel like the EO's getting to the point where she needs a bit of a change up. Mm. Oni's getting to the point where if she doesn't win now after this, it's like oh shit. Where's the point? And also EO can, EO can then chase her and get a win back, possibly. Yeah, just like snatch out the title. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um. Quick question. Uh, at one point in the match, Vic Joseph says, Io Shirai is the measuring stick, not just in WWE, but in the industry. Basically saying, best female wrestler in the world. I'm not sure I agree with that, but what do you think? Where would she rank for you in terms of like female wrestlers? Easily in my top five. Yeah? Okay. Easy, easy in my top five. I don't know. I don't know best, because um, there's some really good women's wrestlers at the moment, but Io's definitely near the top. What about in WWE? Just in WWE? Oh, WWE, uh, probably top two. Yeah, okay, fair enough. 
Yeah, I yeah, just cause... remember him hearing because they, they were really making a big deal about I know um, Beth mentioned it as well and Vic said it as well. And I was like, eh, I mean, she's a shout. I'm not sure I'd put her as my number one. So I was just intrigued. Yeah, Michael Satamore is better. Yeah. She's yeah. like the top. Um, yeah, um, especially since I've like gone back and watched a shitload of it, Michael stuff. Like after seeing her on XD, like, yeah, I'm definitely going to try and check out the camp. Nice. Um, yeah, after um, after that though, like I mean, Sasha Banks is awesome. Bailey's Bailey's good, but she's a better character worker than like the character works superb. Yeah, but she she's a great wrestler as well. That's not to take anything away from that. Mm. Um, Charlotte Flair is a good, technically a good wrestler. It's just the way that booking is just trash, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, other, other than that, like there's there's a lot in NXT. I see like Rhea. Uh, obviously, she's not an XD anymore, Rhea. Um, Ember Moon's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So Shayna Baszler and Dakota Kai as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- there's a lot of really good women's wrestlers around there. Yeah, that's before you even fa- factor in the fact they've just signed like some incredible ones as well. Yeah, so, Ty Valkyrie and yeah. Well, who, who'd be who'd be your uh, who, who who would you put above Eo? Uh, what in WWE or generally? In general. Uh... Well, actually, do WWE because I've just I've just stuck to WWE. There's people I've definitely put like high up outside of that. She'd be in my top five. That's yeah. for certain. Um, but I'd certainly have Ripley above her. Um, I didn't even say Asuka. Asuka's yeah, yeah, yeah Asuka's exactly. Probably in my top top three as well. That speaks volumes as to kind of how stacked their women's division is like across the board. Like generally I know they're not mm. necessarily that well used on raw and SmackDown. They are in NXT, but as a whole WWE in their women's division is leagues above anyone else. The fact that you can forget that they have Oscar and she's their current raw yeah. champion saying that. Yeah, but they forgot easily, easily forget. Yeah, exactly. Champion, they forgot. And she's raw champion. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. Rhea Ripley probably put about that. Um, as much as Charlotte's character annoys me, technically in ring, she is good when yeah. she can be asked. Like when she's not just kind of no selling. <laughs> when when they're not trying to book her like she's the final boss of women's wrestling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mako Satamora. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to go slightly outside of that, you've like which you can hear on our AW Joshi Madness uh, uh, reviews that me and Big Tasty have been doing. You've got people like Aja Kong, who's legit like the Brock Lesnar of women's wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Emmy Sakura, who's like probably one of my favorite women's wrestlers on the planet right now. Nice Just presentation and everything. Go check yeah, it out, yeah. definitely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a. Um, we we talk about AEW's tag division having like an em- embarrassment of riches. You could definitely say the same thing about NXT's women's division. Yeah, hundred percent. They've got some phenomenal women's wrestlers, and Taya Valkyrie is something that's very intriguing to me because mm-hmm. she's someone I think could have probably just gone straight to the main roster. But, oh yeah. yeah, I'm sort of surprised she didn't, to be honest. It, they, with people like that though, where they've never wrestled in WWE at all or anything like that, because she's like done Impact mm. and she's done Mexico, so uh, they're probably going to want to just like do what they did with Drew when they brought them back. Yeah, fine tune yeah. them, get them, get them like to the WWE way of work and everything, where everyone has the same fucking style, and then <laughs> water her down as much as they can. Um, and then you can go to Raw, and then down. she'll be fucking great on the main roster. <laughs> she'll 
think they'll do a really good job of having her uh, counting the lights when Charlotte pins her. Christ. Um, <laughs> on a debut. <laughs> um, Don't but jinx yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, either way, though, NXT's women's division's ridiculous. Um, speaking of NXT's women's division, we then go to the way and... Um, Back to stage the way. Um, Austin says he didn't hit Loomis with the chair because he he feels like he's misunderstood, and he, he keep, it's quite funny as well that he keeps talking about how um, when Loomis did have have him held captive, all he was doing was watching cartoons and eating ice cream. Like, <laughs> like he was like a cool dad, just a cool dad, yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool dad Loomis, cool dad Dexter Loomis, um, and then in uh, Johnny said, "Indy, will you talk some sense into him?" And then she says, well, I think he's kind of hot and Candace is like literally about to hit the roof. And then Johnny's like furious as well. He's like, right, we're all going to therapy next week. This is hilarious. This dynamic here, it's like Johnny and Candace are like the pissed off parents. And, and Indy yeah. and North Theory are just like they're disruptive children that just don't get it. We're yeah. all going to therapy. What are you on about? I love how much the ways like elevated those two as well. Because like, yeah. Indy Hartwell was someone who I wasn't too familiar with, but I'd heard good things mm. from like when you read about the NXT like sort of flop loop where they have people kind of having house show matches but not ready for TV necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's quickly becoming one of my favorite things about the way because mm-hmm. like yeah, just so, some some of the some of the things she does in the background that you, you're not even meant to notice is like that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's just great. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I, I just love the way they're just great, aren't they? Yeah. Um, while we're on the subject of things, I love that a great Cameron Grimes once again <laughs> tries to reenact the Diviasi bit. Um, he, go, he goes up to um, there's like a group sat at a basketball court, so he's already he's already fucked himself over here as he goes to a basketball court. <laughs> to um, Come on, Cameron, a, play the game. There's, yeah, there's three of them. There's a guy and two girls. He goes, he goes, oh, it's one of you guys want to want some money. He goes, not you to the guy straight away. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like looking at the two girls. And he goes, the one in the middle. Oh, yeah, you, you'll do, you'll do. I would, I would have picked there, but I think you'll do. <laughs> and then she stands up and she's like taller than him, and he's like, oh, taller than I thought. It doesn't matter. Uh, gets it to the well, and everyone keeps going. Oh, like the Ted DiBiase bit, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah Ted DiBiase. <laughs> <laughs> And then she, as he goes to kick the ball out, she like switches it round and carries on. And he's like, "Oh, oh, you, you got the ten. And then she gets, <laughs> gets she gets the money off him. Um, Wade mentions on commentary after. I'm guessing she signed to WWE. Now. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm guessing all three of them are. Uh, Wade mentions after on commentary that she's actually a former basketball player. <laughs> um, I was like, well, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> but that like adds to Cameron Grimes, like just not doing his research with this, with this like sort of like grift. Um, I, <laughs> then he says, Ted DiBiase, you think you're smarter than Cameron Grimes? This ain't over. Between these two now. Next is Casey Catanzaro versus Zia Lee. Um, Zaylee's entrance just continues to be fantastic. Yeah, super. Like, the whole presentation of this is just wonderful. Yeah. Um, you, and I was starting to worry they might fuck it up, and so far they haven't. Um, no. It's building so much intrigue around um, 
what's her name? The woman in the chair. Is it Mei Li? Mei Ling. Mei Ling. Like so much Mei-ying. intrigue. Yeah. Mei Ying. Yeah. Like around when's she going to get up out of that chair? When's she going to do something? Like when are we going to see something happen? Well, e- even when she like grabbed Boa by the throat the other week. Yeah. I was like, well, fucking Ooh, hell. Fucking hell. Boa, Boa looked like he was about to like get set on fire or something. <laughs> um, Speaking of Boa, when are we going to see Boa in the ring as well? I know, re- I'm, I know he, he had a really bad injury, didn't he? Oh, did he? But then, yeah, but then he's obviously back. And he, he, there was that bit where he was like bumping around for Raquel Gonzalez. So oh, he's, yeah. clearly, he's clearly fit enough to like yeah. do that. Fit enough to get the shit beaten out of him by Zaylee in the vignettes. Um, <laughs> I like they were. You could tell like that was slow mo. You can you can't fake that shit. No, no. Um, <laughs> so he was still, he was getting a licking off it. So um, he's clearly he's going to be back soon. But hopefully, yeah. I, I, that being said, I kind of like the whole that he's like the sort of mediator between the two. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, you've got like me, uh, me Ying, who's like like extremely chaotic and then he's like the sort of the good guy yeah. like the good cop um, yeah yeah so uh, the match itself anyway um, Zaya goes straight after Casey Casey does like some of the dodging she does um, Zaya again just trying to beat the shit out of Casey does she locked in a um, really nice looking like modified Cobra clutch where mm. instead of like using her arm to slightly choke her she was using her whole arm to just choke her Herself yeah. with it, vicious. Um, yeah, it looked horrible, but really, really cool. Um, Casey then fires up uh, on Zaya, like starts punching in the corner, hits like a flipping leg drop thing. Um, goes to the outside side. Zaya throws Casey into the barricade, puts a leg over the steps, and just stomps on it. Bosh! And um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's what you get for prattling about at parties without a mask on, you pillock. <laughs> <laughs> Make her understand. <laughs> um, yeah, so Zaya drags Casey into the ring and the ref just stops the match. Um, Caden tries to get in Mei Ying's face. Boa stops her and then um, Zaya kind of, as Casey's getting like help to the back, Zaya just ends her with a kick. And Caden like chases her off. Um, I'm, I imagine Caden Carter is probably going to get written off in a similar fashion next week. Yep. Yep. Uh, and even though, even though like Casey and Caden were like looking like a really good team, I'm okay with it because it, it builds entirely as like this fucking monster. monster. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm loving that. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you, yeah. Just going back to what you were saying about their entrances, I was just thinking like, hopefully, if this is kind of really building to Desire Lee having something of worth later down the line, whether it's a title shot or like you know a decent takeover match or something like that, her entrances at a takeover. Imagine like having that on a bigger scale and you've got like other I people, mean, other yeah. set pieces. That's what I mean. Like somewhere like that where you've got loads of different moving parts as as part of that entrance could look fucking awesome because it's already impressive as it is. But to add a few more yeah. elements to that, stick out the takeover or a mania or something. Superb. Mm. Um yeah, I, I know I know I've just said like I can see Tony taking the belt off there. Uh, you know, I also can see the way that Zaya that she could be the Taking the belt off somebody down the line, um, yeah, possibly ending the year as women's champion. Um, not a bad shout after, yeah, who knows? Um, after this, Regal's still waiting on Santos to appear. 
Um, I, did you notice? Did you I notice Finn in the background? Was it Finn? Yeah. It's the I was black jacket say, with the X on it. Yeah, I could yeah. see it was someone in the background. I thought it was Cross, but no. Was, ah, okay. Yeah, it's Finn. Finn makes more sense with the big red X. Now you've said that. <laughs> we then get a, a hype video for Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai versus Shayna and Naya. Fucking hell, um, yeah. Shayna spitting absolute bars. There um, was one line in this that she said where I was just like, that's fucking excellent. I think was it was it when something she- around something around the Dusty Cup. She was like, basically, that tournament was made up of like the, the wreckage or something that I left, like when I yeah. left NXT or something. It's like the scraps that I left or something like that. Yeah. Um, when she said uh, the coast is on, the coast is uh, only not like crying because she's got Raquel with her. <laughs> um, and so I'm glad she's got her with her because she'll be there to carry her to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, let Shayna Baszler do more promos because she's an excellent talker. She's brilliant. Um, also, I like the fact that Nia was just shutting up because Shayna was one. Shayna was talking to Raquel, absolutely put her in a place the week before. <laughs> Yes, she did. They either understand. <laughs> <laughs> Raquel as well, though. It's a fucking awesome promo. Yeah, she is. Really. She good. was she was like, I- I'm really, really intrigued. Like when she was like saying about, oh yeah, Naya, you think you're the biggest uh, baddest person um in WWE. Well, you haven't wrestled me yet. And it was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh god. I I reckon Raquel's gonna want on the power bomb, Naya. I'm gonna say it now. Fucking hope so. I reckon we're gonna get some monster spot where it's like Put Raquel on the map in that match. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're walking this, out without the belt, aren't they? They've got I hope to. so. I really hope so. I, it wouldn't. The thing is, it's it's um, similar to like the whole Charlotte Flair winning the NXT title thing last year, where apparently there was uh, kind of a bit of a mix-up in communication with main roster. We kind of, oh sorry, Raw were getting um, the sort of creative influence over everything she was involved in oh okay so I'm hoping that they'll just drop the titles keep them on NXT and make them mean something mm. well, that, that being that said was, yeah Xylee's just took out one of the tag teams that would have been a challenger yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, just going to that quickly before we move on I think it's mm. Beth that says it she's like oh like um Kai and Gonzalez are going to bring back the women's tag team, uh, bring the women's tag team championships home to NXT. I'm like, but they're defended across all three brands. They don't have a home. So is that foreshadowing? Is that them going to bring it back and they'll just stick them on NXT? I mean, they did, they did the same thing with the Cruiserweight title, didn't they, where they had that experiment and it didn't work, so they put it on NXT. Mm. So possibly. I, I, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't fucking hate that. Oh, no, not at all. I, I think that. I said a few weeks back, they need to just have it on NXT mm. because it gives the, the women's division another, I, it's not a mid-card belt, but it, there's something else there because at the moment, there's nothing. I'd even go as far as saying if they have um, if they have it predominantly on NXT, have them, sh- like the way Shayna and Nia have been showing up on all three shows, Yeah, have them have them do that and beat people on, on the main roster. So yeah. when they do debut on Raw or SmackDown, then they've already got that credibility that they've been mm. on on their show already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Easy way, easy way for them to build people up as like new stars when they've already had them doing stuff from NXT, looking impressive, and then exactly, yeah, that makes sense. And when they do drop the belts, they can go back to either 
go back to NXT and focus on the women's title or chase them again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely, um, definitely going to be rooting for a calendar Dakota as mm-hmm. if I wasn't already. <laughs> <laughs> After this, we get the final of the trilogy of Cameron Grimes. Um, <laughs> the trifecta like, and all over the place that's like UF um, he's like mumbling to himself about DBR so he's like oh, just, just gotta get someone to do the little bit gotta get someone to do the little bit um, he goes up to some guy and he goes just bounce the basketball 10 times just do it for me and uh, the guy's like oh like Ted DBR yeah yeah Ted DBR bit we all know about Ted DBR bit um, the guy literally bounced it once and Cameron just lamps him <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like not like nothing's been bothering him at all he starts to go on my lap and he's like money can buy your happiness and just throws it up in the air <laughs> and then, oh and then he said also Ted DiBiase you can kiss my grits um, <laughs> DiBiase is absolutely showing up <laughs> I, I, God I hope so I, I hope either DiBiase shows up or DiBiase and IRS show oh yes IRS, and that's what like gets the start, the wheel turning on Cameron losing all his money. Because <laughs> he's definitely <laughs> going to lose it all, isn't he? Yeah, makes a silly bet and loses it to IRS and Ted DiBiase. I mean, yeah, he, he, he just like threw away three grand like it was fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just love filthy rich Cameron Grimes. Yeah. I love it even more if he then goes from being filthy rich to just pissing his money away. <laughs> and he's like, bought the line homeless. <laughs> just, I just, I'm just here for the whole ride. I'm so yeah. excited for it. Um, this takes us to Drake Maverick and Killian Dane versus the grizzled young veterans. Um, <clears throat> Drake comes out with a Killian Dane uh, t-shirt on with Killian's face on, <laughs> which was just excellent. Um, new music as well, which yeah, but they two five live, but. First time we've heard it on NXT, I believe. It's good. Um, it starts off kind of heavy and then the whistling comes in. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Killian just pulls the T-shirt off Drake as soon as he <laughs> sees his face on it. Um, grizzled Young Vets come out. Gibson cuts, as always, a fire promo. Always. Um, says, sorry to break up the dance party here. Got some breaking news. Wesley's hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then Drake, Drake says, Regal, find them. Um, because they didn't want any childish fun and games for a couple of weeks from MSK. Um, <laughs> and then Gib- Gibson says there will be new cha- new tag team champions, but it won't be MSK or Donkey and Shrek. Uh, Donkey and Shrek, even for me to say. <laughs> It'll be the grizzled young veterans soon to be recognised <laughs> as the NXT tag team champs. Oh, yes. Give it to us. <laughs> we all want it. Give it me now. <laughs> I love MSK, but give us grizzled young vets uh, tag champs and have MSK chase them for it. Yeah. Um, which I, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually replaced uh, MSK with grizzled young veterans in that match, maybe. Yeah. And then have MSK have a chase back, them. Yeah, man. Come back, win the belt off grizzled young vets. Um, I'd love to see that. Straight away from the belt, Dane, um, shotgun drop key, kicks James Drake immediately um, get a little bit of a back and forth throughout the match where like each team's kind of like taking turns isolating the other uh, Grizzly Young Veterans go for a doomsday device on Drake Maverick after Gibson knocks Dane off the apron Dane breaks it up 
grabs both grizzled young vets by the throats, throws them out of the ring, and then <laughs> Drake like shakes shakes hands with Dane, and Dane like does it, and he's like made up, and then Dane just launches him over the top rope <laughs> onto GYB. <laughs> Drake, uh, Dane hits a really cool like Samoan drop fall away slam combo on both members of the grizzled young vets. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Drake fires up on a uh, Drake. Um, <laughs> did you know it was on a commentary they kept doing that yeah. oh Drake's attacking Drake I was like, it really confused me for a minute and I had to think oh yeah hang on they're both called Drake yeah. <laughs> Maverick fires up on James Drake um, and like looks like he's finally going to get the upper hand Grizzle Young Veterans then take out, uh, take out Maverick uh, Dane grabs Gibson and like he grabs him by like his ear and Gibson's like freaking out like screaming for Drake JD just dives on him Um <laughs> makes the save and then uh, Grizzly Young Veterans double team Drake Drake Maverick some more and Drake Maverick kind of like his face when he took the Grizz, um, the ticket to mayhem like the acceptance that he was going They're for like, the oh, fuck, come on then <laughs> murdered him with, with it um, <laughs> Dane then carries Drake out as Grizzly Young Veterans like look like they've stole one after this uh, Legado del Fantasma arrive both get out um Sort of Wild and Mendoza both get out, kind of just flank by the um, by the seat of oh sorry the door where um, you can see the Santos is sat. Um, Dane is then carrying Drake to the medical room. Imperium walk by. Alexander Volk comes up and says, "Fast is that? You used to be a monster." And Drake look. Drake apologizes. This is heartbreaking. Drake's like crying, apologizing, like, I'm sorry, mate, I'm sorry. And he's putting down, like, don't worry about it, come on. Come on. Like, drops him on the chair. Yeah, you can see he's really annoyed that he's just been, like, emasculated by Alexander Wolf. I, do you reckon he's going to join Imperium? Oh, I thought that as well. It's not going to happen, right? is it? I'd love it. I'd fucking I'd, love I'd, it, but it's, it's not going to happen, so. is it? Yeah. It'd be, It'd good, be though, good, though, wouldn't though. it? It would be good. Maybe, maybe that's what they're going for. Who knows? Keep an eye do, on that one. Um, do you not want Timothy Thatcher in Imperium? You can have both. <laughs> you can. Don't be greedy, though. Don't give us that. Tim- Timothy Thatcher needs to be stood on Volta's other side, alongside Alexander Wolf. Yeah. He's got, he's got Volta's left hand, man. Thatcher's his right hand. He needs Thatcher on the That's right. It. Yeah, yeah. Thatcher definitely needs to, like... But also, the other thing is, is that WWE seem reluctant to put Thatcher with them because he's American. Exactly, yeah, and they're meant and to be European. They're like a European. Well, no, they're they're not meant to be European necessarily, but it, that's the way they're being portrayed. Is that they yeah. like the the sort of the foreign, foreign invasion? Foreign, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. WWE are doing the usual thing they do with this shit, where they can't, they couldn't possibly have an American team with a European. How would that work? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I'd, I'd be excited to see Dane there either. Oh yeah, either way. Um, Oh, yeah, Santos and Cross, and the way the way this was kind of shot was really clever. Where on the entrance it goes like split screen, so you've got Cross making his entrance in Santos's car, and then you see Cross, you, uh, you see Scarlet come out, and then Cross attacks Wilder Mendoza. Um, Santos comes out, gets out the car, and then they're all just fighting around the car park. Um, they fight to a truck. Escobar shuts like the trailer door on onto Cross's head, which mm. looked hot. Um, so, and then Santos locks himself into a truck. Cross gets a pickaxe and just hits it into the door. 
Um, LDF then attacked Cross, um, drag him into the uh, after like a prolonged beating as well. I should say, like they were throwing him into a good while, just bouncing him off the side of the truck. Yeah, throwing him into like the grill on the truck, um, just beating the shit out of him. He then dragged like his lifeless body into the CWC, continue to keep stopping it just to beat him up as well, make sure he's just dead, to make sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, literally, as as um, Escobar gets like the ringside area, cross kind of fights them both up, throws them through the barricade, excuse me. Um, and that's like just both of them fucking launch up yeah. and over straight through the I, plexiglass. I got the impression part of that hit Beth because Vic was like, You okay? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> and then, uh, as, like, as Cross gets back to Escobar, uh, Escobar, like, just starts targeting that is it his shoulder that was injured. Um, a lot of three on one from Legado down Fantasma to Cross. Um, Santos wraps a chair around his shoulder, throws him into the ring post at one point, and then DDTs him onto a chair. Cross still doesn't die. Um, he then goes for three amigos. Um, Cross reverses that into three belly to bellies. Mm-hmm. Then fight fights off L, uh, LDF once again. Um, and then Doomsday Saito Santos through the announce table. Cross then hits another one in the middle of the ring and the like punch to the back of the head. I think they're Which calling think that time times up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Cross wins. Uh, a lot of the time on commentary, as we said earlier as well, they were alluding to the fact that mm. Santos is probably going to be moving up a weight class soon. Yeah. That's um, awesome uh, if he is, because he's, well, I, deserving. He's I think he's superb. Really, really good. Like, it's, it's kind of weird that they've booked one of their champions to lose. Like, the Cruiserweight champion, they've booked him to lose, but because Cross isn't in his weight division, it doesn't hurt him too much. But it also then shows, well, yeah, he can hang with other people. So should he actually, or when he eventually loses it, we know that at least him going on to kind of bigger and better things is is of worth to him. Yeah, I mean, he did, the, the key thing to take away from this was despite the fact that he lost, he didn't look like he didn't belong in the match. No, not at all. Uh, he looked awesome. like he... He looked like he could hang with Cross, and that's yeah. That's I think that's what they were going for. They've now got Santos as like someone who could be like a ready-made challenger for either Finn or Cross when Cross takes the belt off him eventually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then then there's there's that kind of like intrigue of oh, well, what if they put they were to do that with Santos or give him the North American title? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Def, definitely shows that he's a lot more than just a cruiserweight champion. Yeah. Um. Lovely stuff. Yeah, we then get another LA Knight promo. He says he's going to debut on his time, on his terms. It's not an insult. It's just a fact of life. They're fucking doing it. <laughs> giving him his own quality life. I love it. So, Is that what um, he used to have in Impact? So in Impact, Aaron talks about the button. So he had a, he had a talk show called The Facts of Life. Right. Where he basically just berates he was like a heel that made good points. So he'd berate a baby face. Right. But it'd be like, I am, I'm going to beat you. Yeah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, yeah, he clearly is. He's clearly going to, <laughs> clearly going to annihilate this guy. Yeah. Um, but he, he had a, a button that's like went dummy. Yeah. So oh, he called okay. him a dummy and he go, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's not doing the yeah so much, but he's, 
the fact that life is intriguing because it means they are definitely going down like, like that road to keep that character alive. Yeah, sweet. I'm not having him deviate too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to when he does debut, though. Yeah, man. So, he's a fucking awesome promo guy. Yeah, he's good. He's a decent wrestler as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so um, after this, we get the kind of closing bit of the show, which... I'm not going to lie, it gave me fucking chills, some of this. Oh, yeah. So, it was so this good. Really um, well done. That bastard Adam Cole comes to the ring. Um, <laughs> they, they show a replay of him, like, murdering Kyle O'Reilly with a brain buster on the steps. And he's, like, struggling to watch it. Um, I, he, he then says he doesn't like the guy that he's become and he's ashamed of himself. And he, he got jealous of Kyle getting chance after chance. And he, he was wrong. And he says he wishes Kyle was there so he could be face-to-face and tell him how wrong he was and how much of a stupid mistake he's made. Uh, Roddy comes out and says he's destroyed like the tr- their trust um, and that he can't save Cole from Kyle O'Reilly when Kyle comes back. Uh, um, Bala comes out, Roddy tries to get between and Bala just shoves him out of the way. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, <laughs> dive, yeah, dives on Cole, just starts like lamping him. Um, Roddy like makes the save, Bala just beat the shit out of Roddy. Roddy at ringside and then Cole super kicks Balor and just takes him out essentially um, and then in the ri- in the ring um, Ro- Roddy's like rolled in at this point Cole like goes to check on him Roddy just like lamps him um, and then Cole's like dropped on his knees like crying apologising <laughs> and say- saying he's sorry again and again Roddy like gets sympathetic gets on his knees gives him a big hug they tell each other they love them Roddy stands up and as Cole's standing up, bam! Low blow! Right um, <laughs> and then he, says, he tells Roddy he's stupid, rips, up, rips his undisputed era, tags oh, off him. that bit. Super kicks him. And yeah. just like st- looking at him with disdain. Oh my God. Wow. I, Outstanding. I, they had me for a minute. For a yeah, minute. they did. They did. Just for a, a, a short moment. Thought, but... when, they, when they hugged, I thought... Cole's going to have to hit him in the dick here. Like, <laughs> when they were like kind of working together, I thought Roddy's going to like forgive him and then maybe turn heel or something mm. like that. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't expect Cole to then just like go fuck you, Roddy. Get fucked, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, really good ending. Um, awesome ending. I, I'm guessing we're probably either getting a mini feud with um, Strong and Cole. Strong and Cole or possibly Cole versus Finn at Mania. That's not a there's bad the, show. There's the talk of, there's the talk of them having a match. Cole, someone that people know on the, like from when um, they did the whole NXT Survivor Series thing. Yeah, yeah. Where he had that match with Pete Dunne on Survivor Series and he had, uh-huh. um, he had the matches with Rollins and Daniel Bryan as well. Um. It's awesome yeah, to see it, where they can go with it, like the the amount of possibilities. Because obviously, once Kyle's back, we're going to get Kyle and, and uh, against Cole. We could also have Kyle and Finn again and have the rubber match. Um, yeah, just yeah, strong and Cole, Finn and Cole. Just yeah, possibilities are endless. And then we've got Bobby Fish coming back. Where does Bobby Fish fit into all of it as well? Yeah, well, what's really interesting about the whole thing is that. Apparently, this was meant to be like Adam Cole's kind of send-off storyline. Okay. But 
if it certainly feels like if it's a send off, then there's a lot of fucking time to like send them off. Yeah, as opposed to as opposed to just having it that it's a, a couple months and then he's gone or he's gone after mania or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, if they want to end, if they want to to either end either mania or to take over around there, then they need to. They've certainly like opened a lot of avenues, as you say, to That's it. kind of go down. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's very, very compelling. As heartbreaking as it is that the Undisputed Era have broken up. Oh. And now now it's official. <laughs> They've definitely broken That's up. That's it. There's no coming they, back from that, is there? <laughs> um, as, yeah. It, it's um, it's intriguing to see where they're going to go with all this, though. Definitely. Mm. Um, but yeah. Great <laughs> episode. Another, another really good episode, episode of NXT. Yeah. Um, what were your highs and your lows? Oh, it's tough to pick, man. There wasn't a bad match on the card at all. Uh, even Zyli and Casey, like, albeit pretty much a squash, just further compels me as to what they're going to do with Zyli and, and the whole thing. Um, yeah. It's really difficult. Um, I love the no DQ. I think that's my high. Um, Karrion Cross and Santos Escobar. Really, really good. Uh, both of them look strong in that. Really fun match. Um, I haven't got a low. Fair enough. Haven't got a low. <laughs> that's, that's never a bad thing, is it? No, nah, um, My high... I'm going to say Loomis and Gargano. I love that. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Um, Honourable mention, as always, to Cameron Grimes being filthy rich. That Those segments were fantastic. And <laughs> I, they had me laughing, like belly laughing afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, low point. Um, the only the only thing really uh, was the um, no DQ match. I thought it went a little bit too long. But okay. like, I say a little bit like they could have shaved like a minute or two of it. Yeah. Um, and that's me like being really finicky over it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, a really good show good again. Man. Yeah. I just awesome. wish they'd move it to another night so that so the ratings would reflect how good the show is or more people would watch it. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the problem, isn't it? Because people are picking between one or the other. But on Tuesdays, there's nothing going on the Tuesdays there. Nah. Put it even put it on um put it on a Thursday. Oh, like, how dare you? After whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on. After NXT UK. Oh, okay, fine. That's all right. Have NXT UK on fair. That's what they used to do. They used to do NXT the uh, NXT UK the hour before NXT, ah. and then you moved NXT UK to Thursdays. Used to ah. be the Wednesday before NXT. I mean that makes sense. That'd be good. Yeah. Two solid products. The two best products. Within WWE, back to back, yeah, same amount of time as Raw, but infinitely better. Yeah, and then you but you wouldn't have all the fucking tribalism knobheads go like going, oh well, uh-huh. you can't like both of these things because one's <laughs> WWE and one's AEW. It's like well, get fucked. I like what I want. <laughs> you can. I love both of them. <laughs> They're great. Um, you're allowed to like multiple things. Fuck me. Um, anyway, <laughs> that was me getting a bit sidetracked there. And um, before we go, Troy, uh, where can people get their bearding and beer needs fulfilled? Uh, they can get 
beard stuff uh, for their facial fuzz and hair from thatchface.com. Uh, if you use the discount code TROYXL85, get yourself 20% off. Uh, all proceeds go to Testicular Cancer UK, uh, a fantastic cause. Um, and uh, yeah, they've got a really good range of uh, apparel. So hats, uh, hoodies, t-shirts, flip-flops, wash bags, and then obviously all your beard stuff, uh, brushes, combs, uh, oils, balms, gift sets and stuff like that. Uh, and if you want some lovely, lovely wrestling-themed beer, head over to topropebrewing.com. Uh, I believe this week they've just kind of released like a big load of they've, new... They've just released four beers, um, and I think they're going to be doing some more next week as well. Um, so they've got uh, Papa Mango's back, which is their Mango Pale, American Nightmare, which is their Chocolate Stout, I believe. Oh, yes. Um chocolate orange version of cold stone cream austin which is their ice cream pail which i had last night and it was delightful nice and a kvik ipa called um galahorn i believe that's called which i haven't tried yet awesome but my my team um next day delivery they do same day if you're in liverpool or click or click and collect from the brewery as well outstanding so yeah head over to toprobrewing.com Grab yourself some tasty, tasty wrestling themed beers, and also uh, a decent range of uh, apparel as well. Uh, some beanies, t-shirts, uh, and face such. Mask. Yeah, man. Very nice face masks. Indeed. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to tell us again how wrong you think we are, or how much you agree with us, and how great you you think we are, um, on Facebook we're at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on YouTube there as well. We do a lot of our live streams on there um, on both those formats uh, also on Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod Twitter and Discord also at Untitled Rest Pod um, we're trying to grow like a really cool community on Discord we've been engaging with people all day today actually yeah man um, it's been feels, going off uh, t- not just talking about wrestling as well talking about video games talking about all Marvel, the other comic stuff, books all um, that good stuff yeah just any general shit um, also <laughs> If we're playing games on there, we kind of invite you to come join us there. And this Sunday on Twitch as well, we're going to be having our debut of a new show called, is it the Open Mic Sessions or the Open Sessions? It's the Open Sessions. I couldn't remember the name. There, is a, microf- there, is, there is a microphone on there, pretty yeah. large on the poster. So you wouldn't be wrong in assuming that was what it was called. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll be joined by our friends at the Damn It Vince podcast this week talking about missed opportunities in wrestling. Um, we also invite you to kind of ask us whatever you want wrestling related, um, whether it's in regards to giving us a discussion point about a missed opportunity you think we've missed out on, or maybe, I don't know, asking us our thoughts on the current product if, you, if you've missed a certain po- podcast, predictions for things that are going to happen, etc., etc. Just our way of kind of engaging with our audience a bit more. Um, Hopefully, we'll be doing that the last Sunday of every month. Um, but yeah, that's uh, another another episode in the bag. Thanks for listening to us, guys. We'll um, catch you on the next the next one, next NXT um, one. There's a lot of variations of next there. Um, <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast house.